pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome to the Rugby Pod. I'm your host, Andy Rowan. I'm joined here by Big Jim and Gertie for our final show of the season. How are you going, guys? It's going to be emotional, I think. Is it? I'm glad it's over. Really? I'm going to miss you, Jim, for the next it's few weeks. Jim. Yeah, I am. It's been a long, it's been a long graft. I don't think it's been grafting. I think we rock up, we have a couple of beers. I'm joking. Well, I say, I say when we have a couple of beers, Andy and I have a couple of beers, Jim, the athlete. What's happened to your tits, Jim? <laughs> Mine have shrunk, yours have grown. Um, Jim doesn't drink. Andy, Rowe and I have a couple of beers and we crack on, talk a load of rubbish and send the pot out there. It's been good fun. I probably had too many beers last week. Do you want to make an apology? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for talking too much. I know no one values my rugby opinion, especially in this Northern Hemisphere. And especially and, now. And, and that'll, it, do. that'll do. That'll do. And, stop. and especially in this room. Yeah, but I've enjoyed it. It's been good fun. You know what? When we first started... It was on a bit of a whim. We didn't really know where it was going to go, if Who it was knew? going to go anywhere. Who knew? Who knew that I'd be driving on the M25 in a Monday and people screaming out a wheelie bin at me? <laughs> exactly. That. And now, look at you. Look what this pod's done for you. I it's think... created a midlife crisis, because what car have you got now? Ford Mustang. There we go. You've got a Mondeo to Mustang. Uh, after that. It was midlife after that guy. Crisis. It was after that guy. But you say that, look what it's done to me. Look what I've done to podcasting. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. <laughs> Look what I do. See, he just goes, oh, look what I've done. Everyone's doing it. Everyone is doing it. Andy Rowe, I have given you a life. I've given you a purpose. Jim, we, we. Right, Andy, you can talk now. You've given me 400 Shh, extra stop, stop, followers stop. on Twitter. How many extra followers have you got whilst doing the podcast? 400 extra ones. That's a lot. For, yeah, for a nobody, big, for a nobody that's a lot. For an arrogant Kiwi living in London, that is another that, one, because there's plenty. That's 400 more than... What I had, pretty much. Well, obviously. You just said you got 400 more. Yeah, exactly. So that's 400 more than you had. (laughs) I mean, 400 times what I had. (laughs) I used to have one. Andy, look, Andy Rowe, how have you found it? Seriously, did you know who me and Andy Good were before you started? I had no idea. Yeah, we know that. Really? I had absolutely... Why are you so shocked? 69 caps, or how many caps? 63. 63 Scotland caps he's had. You're telling me you've never heard of Andy Good. I'd never, ever heard of either of you, and it's the honest truth. Just being honest. I'm not trying to bring right. you down. We'll being get, honest. Hey, we'll get another presenter in next year, Jim. Yeah, well, we're running the show. Yeah. We're running this maybe, show. Maybe we'll get rid of him. No, it'd be sad to end. It's been good. We've had a couple of guys on social media. We've got Chris from social media. Serious Chris. Is serious here. Chris. But for the listeners out there, he actually isn't that serious. He's If you were to try and put a, a face to the voice... Quite a, quite a good looking man. He is. He's good. He's tanned. He, he does bits in London, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. You, you get that uh, squirrel out, don't you? The squirrel's piece. <laughs> yeah. So if you were to go, like, basically, we're talking about looks. Andy Rowe, you're a straight two out of ten. Like, <laughs> and that's absolutely fair. hanging. You're hanging. Two. I don't dress two. well, and I don't, you know, I've got nothing going on. No. Goody, you're a four. I'll take that. You're a four. Uh, mate, I'll take a four. Mate, I, I don't mind that. I'm, mate, being... I'm happy. I'm in, you know, I'm. I'm Six and a half years deep with Carolyn. That's fine, mate. Oh, I'm, I'm really happy. I don't, I don't go out there looking for uh, for girls to make myself feel better. Like no, you, no, you go out looking for kebabs. And Chris, you're, Chris, you're probably a seven. So I'm an eight. Are you dreaming? No. You Serious dreaming? Chris is definitely better looking than you, Jim. No chance. Way he is hundred percent. All right, we'll try and get a picture and we'll put it out to the the fans. Hundred percent. Serious Chris is way better looking. It could than you. be worse. Thanks, guys. You could look like Fred the producer. Oh, Fred's a one. <laughs> Not even here to defend himself. Now, Goody said this to me. 
Goody wanted, wondered if Fred had eaten a, a, a meal in his life. This is whilst we were we were talking about it over. Did he weigh in at fifty? I think was, my it, six, was it fifty? It was fifty six kilos. Wasn't I it? think my six year old son weighs more. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it over a bowl of dim sum. Well, Goody had basically four bowls of dim sum. You know, like a dishwasher rack. Like if you pulled one of them out, it was full of dim sum. That's what Goody was eating. Jim was pretending to be Chinese. Nehoma. Yeah. Can I just say as well because this is the last show. He's look at, you look at me square in the eye now. You're going to say something either. No. I, this is either going to be something that you mean nicely or you're going to cut me to ribbons here. It's you? probably a bit of both. Yes, please. Because I'm worried about you. Don't, well, mate, don't worry we, about We me. spent mm. over a week in New Zealand together and I saw you probably, you probably drank 10 litres of Coke. You probably had 20 bags of crisps <laughs> and copious amounts of alcohol. Just coronas, mate. That's he awesome. ate 19 bags of crisps. I ate one while I was uh, you did, sleeping. Five, five, in the, five in the morning, morning just after two sleeping pills. I'm worried about you. What are you worried about? I'm just worried about your health. So I'm hoping next year we can come back yeah. and we're fresh, yeah. we're healthy, and we've both got a full head of hair. Do you know what? This is the problem with Jim now. Because he's retired, he's trying to find a purpose in life. And this is why I worry about you, Jim. I'm trying to find a purpose in life. Now, now rugby's ended for you. And you, you just, he tries to pick holes in everyone else. He's like, you've got this problem. This guy, he's this, he's that. You're a two out of ten. Yeah. And, but then he rates himself as an eight, a nine, whatever. Have a look at yourself, Jim. You look what? like you've had a cesarean. <laughs> <laughs> that was my joke. Well, no, there we go. Uh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I enjoy life. We know. To the max. Yeah. I keep forgetting to go to the gym. I just, you know, I just forget. I think, yeah, today's the day. And then I end up on the sofa with a bowl of ice cream at the end of the day and watching Love Island. And that's it. And How that's good the, is Love you know, Island you, at the you, moment? You though. go to work, you come home, you cook Ella Grace dinner, you eat her dinner and your own. That's why Ella Grace ripped to smithereens, I tell you. She is. Because she's not allowed to eat in her own house. Well, but she's very sporty, always on the go doing lacrosse or netball or something, running. She goes for a run around Gerald's Cross. She's not a she's good. Like, she's, like, she's, she's not a good. She's like, Daddy, you're coming. I'm like, I'll watch you. I'll drive next to you. She's, she's not, not good. She's not yours, mate. No, no. She, <laughs> she, she's a Hamilton, mate. She she's a Hamilton. Yeah, she's into fitness. Uh, what are your highlights been, Jim, of the rugby pod so far this season? I say there's been a few, actually. I mentioned earlier, I, I didn't think it would have grown as much as it has. And we've enjoyed having loads of quality guests on. And, you know, I told the first story about the rabbits, which got me in a lot of trouble. But actually... Was, Mate, any profile is a good profile, right? You hate to retire off the back of that. That's the first time I've made front page or back page news, front page news of the paper in Scotland. So that was a highlight. But I think for me, is a couple of the live shows off the back of doing doing these podcasts. The live show at Temple Bar uh, when we had Simon Shaw ahead of the the Lions tour before they went. Loved it. Yeah, just loved the vibe. You know, the people that were in there. I, could, I actually couldn't believe the amount of people that that had came and watching you chin. Five pints of Guinness, but we do condone drinking responsibly on on, on this show. We, hold on, we condone drinking responsibly, or we condone. What did I say? You said we condone drinks drinking responsibly. Yes, so we condone, as in we we agree with it. Yeah, yeah. Drinking responsibly. Well, Andy Rowe is very irresponsible. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Even though he did that, and it, it was good, and he showed us his nuts. Oh, I thought well, you were saying we're, so, we're sorry. Thought... We're sorry that we were drinking irresponsibly for that moment. Your, did he show you your nuts? His nuts as well. Well, as in like his kahunas, like oh, not, not as in his real. No, I, saw, I saw him in New Zealand, like a wet tea bag. So yeah, so they weren't that big. <laughs> would that fit into your highlight or low light of the show? I would say Andy Rose. Now. I'd say it all. I've loved it. I gave it a bit of stick earlier. We have started. We started talking about masquerading rabbits. 
and getting solicitors thrown thrown at us. And we've ended in New Zealand with you lying next to a cat bowl full of food, eating, eating sleep, sleeping tablets with a bag of crisps. While having a race on Eden Park the night before the first test. Goody, what's been your low light? Low light? Um, probably getting abused by Jim about my moves. And Are you he, okay, he, though? He, no, I'm Is that why you're drinking? Is that why you're drinking a lot recently? You've been drinking a lot. I don't drink a lot recently. You do. You've you been do. drinking a lot. I like a beer. I mean, fuck it. Yeah, you, so, sorry, Dad. You like a few beers. <laughs> um, low light. I haven't really got a low light. There's no honest. low light. There's She's no, got a load of highlights. There's no low light. I haven't got a low light. I've, I've enjoyed... I've enjoyed everything. I like the little buzz. I go to work on a Monday. And I get to about four o'clock, I think. About an hour's time, I'll be in the pub. With Jim. Yeah. Or Jim will be late. <laughs> Jim, Jim will be late. <laughs> Didn't be late. Uh, we, I got this whole routine. Mum and Dad pick Grace up from school on a Monday, they, so they enjoy it. A, a Mum and Dad listen to the pod, so my mum has heard you call her the MILF. We're a family oh, show. I'm sorry, Miss Goo. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, I, I've really enjoyed it. I think highlights was, obviously New Zealand was a hell of a trip. You know, to, to start, like Jim said, to start where we started from, three of us in a hot, sweaty studio. We've We've managed to sort the air conditioning out now, which is, Perfect for me as well. We got rid of Superfan. Superfan, he was in bad. The low light was Superfan saying to Laurie Fisher, oh, how are things down in Gloucester? After he just spent 15 Four days minutes, after getting sacked. He just spent 15 minutes saying about his leaving Gloucester. Yeah. Um, uh, one of my highlights is something that I've never seen before in my whole rugby career. And, and Jim and I have known each other now for 16 years, do you reckon? I've known you longer because your mum used to talk about you. Yeah, directly, 16 years, I reckon we've known each other, Jim and I. But so, and So we've had a few beers together over our long, illustrious career, both playing for teams together and against teams, but seeing little Harry Potter school Jim at the Cabbage Patch. Oh, one of the live shows. Uh, one of the live The live shows are brilliant because it's basically a monster piss-up. Free-for-all. Yeah, it's a free-for-all. It's good fun. So we're going to do more of those next year, hopefully. Um... And just seeing that little Harry Potter kid put Jim to bed on a pint, which I've never seen. I've never seen anyone beat Jim on a pint. One of the things you know in rugby, when there's a downing race, that's what the Lions and the All Blacks should have done the weekend, have a have a boat race at the end of it. You'd pick Jim every time until Harry Potter turns up at the Cabbage Patch. It was one of those. I was, you. So my twice, yeah, did you did, twice as well. Did. And I was extremely embarrassed, but it was one of those. It was There was two guarantees for me going into a test match, or going into any game probably, is he's definitely going to give away a penalty. I was going to say yellow card, but yeah. <laughs> and he's definitely going to chop a pint at the end of the game. <laughs> Guaranteed. And if you're playing for Scotland, the third one was you're definitely not winning the game. Exactly. So no, it's been good fun. I'm looking forward to a couple of weeks off now. Recharge the the memories. Yeah. And then let's go again. I can't, do you know what I'm looking forward to next year? Because obviously this year, the way we've done it, I've retired, Jim's still playing. And, you know, we get to know proper insight in terms of Saracens that we found out he hates George Cruz. Um, we found out he fills in uh, Jamie George in the showers, um, amongst other things. He's such a slippery customer. <laughs> so slippery and big. But, you know, next year we're both... Big human ice cream. And there's a, there's a lot of things that, obviously, Jim being part of Saracens this year, you know, can't elaborate on. But I'm going out to the real world. And now I'm going to spread some seeds, but not not like that. He's going to spread seeds. my love. He's going just, to, you know, just, just just going to put the 
the wheelie bin out there, just rolling around the streets and just seeing what I can pick up. There's always a story out there, and, and I, get, we will find it. We're going to get more. We're going to get more truth out of Jim next year. I did hold back. I did hold back. You have I've got, to. I've got more. Anyway, so you're part of a team. It's exciting. You, you, yeah. Your team now is just you, Beck, and the kids. Yeah. But anyway, enough about it. Like, you've gone the other way now, Andrew. You're not speaking. No, I'm listening. Listening's good. Listening's yeah. good. Listening's good and not drinking too much is good as well. But what's your highlight then? All yeah. highlight and low light. Definitely my low light was um, in a massive way. Like, re- it was a really low light. was um, the day after Temple Bar live show. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, bo- you're in a body bag. I was at work. I had a meeting in the boardroom and I was not in a good place. I was still drunk. Like I was still recovering from having a, a belly full of uh, Guinness and not a good place to be. And and my highlight just has to be linked to that. It was um, the first time of... Acceptance. Had, we accepted you that day. Yeah, you accepted me. It's the first time that I've had uh, 4,000 people chanting my name. No, they weren't giving, chanting me, name. giving me high fives in the face. Yeah, they, they weren't <laughs> chanting. And, and, and crowd surfing. It's the first time I've crowd surfed. Yeah, to be fair, you did well. You made the pod proud. That was the first day you were fully accepted into Gemini's brotherhood oh, as, a, as an arrogant kiwi that has no respect for northern hemisphere rugby until saturday i do have a lot of respect for northern you hemisphere do now, rugby. No, no, now. We'll, 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 we'll get to that right, we'll, we'll get, get to we'll that get to the that's, that's coming up we're going to do uh text or tweet roulette what's it going to be guys text i'm not on twitter have oh, you deleted it just what for, just for today is <laughs> <laughs> he really have you really? Yeah, yeah, I've deleted it just have today. Have you actually? Yeah, yeah. Just for this? Just today. You just, can't. just for the you rugby can't. pod? Yeah, well, yeah, I did, yeah. Because he knows he's going to lose. Are you serious? you deleted Twitter? Yeah. Jim Hamilton thought, it's not deleted, mate. No, it's still up there. Mate, 20... I'll tell you now it is. You're going through a midlife crisis, mate. No, nah, mate, so it's still text, up there. So I text, so it has to be, we have to agree or we've got flick a coin. What are you saying, 20, Jody? Mate, you tweeted 20 minutes ago. You're lying. <laughs> You're absolutely lying. <laughs> no, I deleted the app when I got in there. Okay, uh, let's do the 10 questions and we can... Go, uh, uh, we'll go to Serious Chris, who's here for um, social media. What's it going to be, Serious Chris? It's going to be tweet roulette or text roulette? Uh, I think text. Okay. Yes, text. He's, he, called it. Okay, he's called, called it. it. He's called yeah. it. Text. Okay, so we're going to play 10 yeah. questions. 10 questions. <laughs> tweet, the world sees it. If How about winner's choice? Winner's choice? Yeah, winner's choice. Winner's choice. Okay, 10 questions. I've got someone in my head... You guys have got to try and guess who it is. Um, paper, scissors, rock. Oh, best of you, one. We'll let you go first. can go first. Okay, good. Is it a current uh, professional rugby player? No. Is it a retired rugby player? Yes. Is it a Northern Hemisphere rugby no. player? No. Of course he's not, mate. Silly fucking question. <laughs> oh, is it? No. Yeah. Um, is he a Kiwi? Yes. No doubt. Is he a World Cup winner in 2015? Yes. I'm being stitched there. No, I promise you not. Is he a forward? No. Does he play in France? Nope. He's retired. I've said he's retired, yeah. Retired, yeah. Did he play for Canterbury? Yes. Dan Carter? No. I asked if he was in France, and you just said, is he a forward? He said yes. Oh, you said he's a forward? No, he's back. He's a back. (laughs) (laughs) 2015. I thought you might go retired. I'm going to throw it out there. Go on. Puri Whippu. No. Wee wee poo poo, yeah. Wee wee poo poo. Does that mean you lose? No, no, I, no. That's my my part of it. Oh, Perry Wee, that's a good shout. How fat is he now? But he didn't He's play. Than you. He didn't play for Canterbury. Um, oh, scrum off. No. Ah. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Can we have another clue? Um, I'm going to say that he retired from rugby uh, probably in the 80s. Oh, a coach. It's a fucking coach, isn't it? Yeah. It's a coach that we haven't got a clue about. Is it a coach? 
Yes. Is he a coach of the current All Blacks team? Yes. I've got it. I've got it, Tim. Wayne Smith. You could have gone for that, but that's not it. He won, and you said 2015, he World Cup won. Steve Hansen. Exactly, yes. Yeah, a winner! What do you mean exactly, yeah? You said he was a, you said he was a back. Yeah. He, Fucking he, hell, he wasn't a back. He was, he, oh, was exactly. he played in the midfield for Canterbury. No chance. He did. Steve Hansen. Jim, chuck's your phone. So, um, Andy Goods won. Did, did not know he played. I would have gone Wayne Smith as well. Yeah. And that's a good guess, yeah, because that, that's right, he won the Rugby World Cup especially in 1987. We, yeah, especially when we saw Big Jim. Trying to, to my mate. Yeah, trying to suck him off. Goody, so you're you're gonna um, grab Jim's phone, and uh, is he gonna tweet or is he gonna text? Anyone but J.K. Rowling. Oh come on. No man. one. No, no, I won't be happy. How's the relationship going with you and J.K. Rowling? Because it's a working relationship. You guys are pretty tight these days. It's ain't? a working relationship. We text. What's he doing here? He's deleting. No, no, I'm putting it. I'm reinstalling Twitter. Oh, we doing Twitter. So you can carry on as as we go. Let's look Twitter. at the lines, Goody. Um, the refereeing is what everyone's talking it's about. It's not what we're talking about, mate. We've gone out there and we have kept a lot of you Kiwis quiet. Can I just say Everyone that Judy didn't think wash. they'd win? Everyone thought it was going to be the blackwash. Jim Including and I, you. Jim, no, 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 not a blackwash. Jim and I went out there. Like everyone did. With hope. <laughs> yes. With a lot of hope. And the boys have repaid us. And whatever you say about the Lions tour, and you go back to four years ago where we beat the Aussies over in Australia, I generally think, even more so after the first test, to come away with a series draw is a bigger achievement in New Zealand than beating the Aussies four years ago. I think it's amazing. I think that the Lions have achieved what they should achieve. They should be looked at as the ultimate for, you know, players get to play in them once every 12 years they get to play against them. It's this team that's made up of, like, the, the home nations and... And Ireland, and like you're you're looking at a, a combination of rep players that should be, if not the best in the world, one of the best teams in the world. And you know you can go on all you like about how the refs like had a shambles, which they did, and that's disappointing. But you've, it, I think, the media's got to be really careful how they report that because you should not take anything away from what the what the Lions players did in New Zealand, and the effect that the Lions supporters had on New Zealand. Like everyone in New Zealand is going on about how great the Lions supporters were. New Zealand rugby is going to get, what, 30 mil, and and everyone is just so positive about the influence that they've had on rugby. And and you've got to be careful the way that you report it and the way you talk about the referees. And I feel sorry for uh, Roman Poit. I don't. Roman who? Poit. 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 Roman Poit. I think, he's had, I think he's had a shocker and he knows he's had a shocker. And... And, you know, I feel a bit sorry for him. I, I think that you should have had the best referees in the world refereeing those, those, those who are, games. Who are the best referees in the world? I don't know, but you were telling me in the pub earlier. Who are Mate, he, well, he weren't good enough, in my opinion. I thought he was shocking. You did say that on Twitter, didn't you? Mate, I, and I don't, I've, I, I don't like bagging referees because I didn't like getting bagged as a player. But I just thought, oh, just so, so many things that he did and his whole demeanour. And then the decision at the end, I wanted the Lions to win. I've got mates in the team. Of course I did. Well, you know, acquaintances Sorry. as opposed to mates. Guys who I've brought through yeah. to be yeah. able to get to that point. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I actually felt a little bit for the, the, the New Zealand players. I felt for Kieran Reid at the end. You had the option of TMO, which they looked at. He's gone with the initial call. Then he's, he's replayed it to see if Kieran Reid had 
made the infringement on Williams in the air, which I kind of thought, well, he did hit him a little bit. So you, there's that argument. I, I, mean, I don't think he... I, I think he generally... Yeah, eyes, he's, he's eyes on the ball. ball. He's not taking him out at all. He's looking at the ball. He's gone up one arm, and it's a fair challenge. Yeah. You, and you, I don't you, think you, anyone's disputed that. No, they haven't. And well, there was no, a couple some, of things some, about... Some, off- people, some people have in the British press and over this side. The fans over here have said, well, he took him out in the air. He didn't. You've got to have a competition in the air. Where it's not a fair competition is if you just clear someone out in the air. He didn't. He went up one arm, went for the tap back. He was inches away from getting there, right? Yeah. Well, I think that's a fair. Yeah, you I know, do. You, you, no. you've got, you can't take that out of the game. I agree. I'm yeah. just saying that it was, up, uh, it, it was up for debate in, in what people were saying. And then, you know, we're there. The last, you know, I mean, it was a gripping game. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, everyone would, would agree with that. He made a decision. He can see, he can see that. And then I think he must have got something. I read something a transcript today. He's he's, he's got a calling from from the touch judge, saying uh, that well, this is who's done him. Yeah, but you can see it on the t- you can see there that Ken Owens has caught the ball. Jerome Garcia has absolutely done him. Yeah. So Roman parts the ref, and all you hear is "Where's your home?" And then you don't hear anything else from when he said to the TMO, "Is a penalty to New Zealand," to him walking back and saying to I loved it when he pulls them both in. Warburton, and everyone's gone on about Warburton, amazing captaincy. Warburton didn't do anything, as in saying, you've got to change the decision. Warburton was like, set up for the quick tap. There's never going to be a quick tap penalty. And he's pulled the captains together, Kieran Reid and Warburton, and he's gone, we have a deal. High five. And <laughs> we deal you. <laughs> and the deal is, and Jerome Gass says, he has told me. Do not give penalty because you decide the series with decision like this. High five, <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. I think it Jerome Garcia has done him over, but he kept until, stepping in all game. Yeah. He's doing my head in. Yeah, get off the pitch, mate. You're a linesman for a reason. But you, you you go back and you can look at it in both ways. The very first penalty that Bowden Barrett shanked or hooked. Yeah, true. And Warburton going for the ball. That is a cast iron, perfect turnover from yeah. Warburton. And he's just looked at him in French. French way of refereeing is not to converse until after you've made the decision. You hear, and it's the hard thing of second language, but it's not. Rumpart speaks very good English. So he knows he's, he's coaching, uh, sorry, refereeing two teams that are both English speaking. And you get to a ruck and hands off. No, I thought he was I, shocking. I thought he was shocking at the breakdown. It's like, tough. It was, it's tough. Yeah, Warburton stole there. Warburton was going for the ball. Yeah. When there was no Zealand. And he got it clearly. Yeah. In that one. Which I agree with. It shouldn't have been yeah. a penalty. So he made that wrong decision. But then he was letting Warburton go for the ball. He's got both his hands on the floor. Yeah. He's not supporting his own body yeah, weight. Yeah. And then he goes back and he steals the ball and he said, it's fine. It's not a turnover, mate. That's a penalty now. That's a penalty because he's got his hands on the floor and he's not supporting his own body weight. And then you go for the other one with Retallick where he makes a high tackle. That's not a high tackle. It's high-ish, but it's not a penalty. He's not Which working around this? the neck. Which one? Where he tackled uh, Courtney Laws or was yeah. it Alan Wynne-Jones? The one where... Yeah, he got him over the shoulder. Okay, yeah. No. yeah. Uh, no, no, uh, Brody Retallick. Which one was that? I think oh, it was, fat, yeah, it was, blatant, it was blatantly yeah. like across the sh- shoulder. A oh, seatbelt tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah seatbelt yeah, tackle. Yeah, not, not the yellow card. No problem. The, well, no, 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 not the one. Views on the yellow card. Well, two ways of looking at it, and I had, I had a bit of a disagreement with uh, Ian Bolshaw on Twitter. For guys that have played the game and look at it now and go, geez, that's soft. Y- yes, it is. But the letter of the law, it's caught him in the face. With an arm like that, cocked, ready to go. Um, and, yeah, it's not Jerome Kano's 
fault necessarily because Alan Jones has ducked into it. But we're now refereeing by outcome. So tell me then why that's not a red card. Uh, mitigate. They all they use mitigating circumstances. Okay, tell me why oh. that's different to the Sean O'Brien incident. We got all we got. No, no, it's not. That, yeah. It's not. It's no different. But at that's all. what I mean. So, but there's a yellow but, card sanction. But then. but the difference is they didn't see Sean O'Brien's one until after the game, and considered it could have been a red card offence, but it got thrown out. So therefore, it wasn't when it went to um, the disciplinary. They, they actually realised well, it's actually not a red card offence because there are mitigating circumstances. Therefore, no ban. Because you can only ban someone post-game if it's a red card offence. So, you know, the problem is, and Steve Hansen said it, it's not the referee's fault, it's the lawmaker's fault. It's the people that are running world rugby who are making the laws, are making the laws difficult to referee because a referee gets criticised. If he has empathy there with Jerome Kaner, which as a viewer, you'll want him to say, it's just a decent hit that is unfortunate, it's clipped him in the face. Play on. That's what the average viewer... And as ex-players, we all go, mate, toughen up, that's fair enough. But for him, when you see it on the big screen, he's getting judged on refereeing to the letter of the law, which he's also now getting judged on that last decision. But ultimately, the way the lawmakers have brought it in and said any contact with the, the neck and the face and above, there are these circumstances that you have to discipline, give a penalty, sanctions on yellow card, red card whether there's force, whether there's intent, whether there's mitigating circumstances. And he's got no choice. Once it comes up on screen... Mm. He's got to do it. He's got fair. to do it. And fair, it's, so, it's the, so it's the lawmakers as opposed, as opposed to the referees. What he has got wrong is that last decision. We can't get away from that because we're all taught as kids. And, you know, you've played the game now, Jim, for... Mate, don't talk to me about rules. 20-odd years. Laws, they're called laws, not rules. Let's yeah. just clear that. It's not rules, it's rules. Rules is rules. <laughs> you're always told from a young kid, get back 10... You're never going to change the referee's decision. The referee never changes the decision. But no, now, <laughs> you know, he's within 15 metres of walking from where he's watched the screen to getting back to the point of talking to Warburton and Kieran Reid, he's gone from penalties to the All Blacks. To be fair, Bowden Barrett probably misses it, and it's still a drawn series. But do, do you think do you think um, Barrett was poor with all round game or, or just his kicking? Do you think he cost the All Blacks? He did um, with his kicking. Yeah. Yeah, uh, th- this is the thing, and this is why in England we hold Johnny Wilkinson in such high regard. Johnny Wilkinson never set the world alight in terms of his running game that Bowden Barrett can. But my God, Johnny Wilkinson would have been in the pocket with that last play of the game when the All Blacks have got the ball and they're still trying to score the try at 15 all. Johnny would have been in the pocket, dropped the goal, win the series. And it's just all about, and that's what I say, there's so many skillful tens out there that have that ability and it's managing that balance between. You look at Farrell, people think Farrell's just a kicking machine and he controls the game and he tackles well, and he, but he doesn't set the, the, the game alight, ball in hand. But you look at a Cipriani or a Bowden Barrett, they've got things that Farrell can't do, ball in hand, but I'd pick Farrell every time ahead of them all. What I like about Farrell, and, and I liken, liken him to myself on this podcast, oh, is, that, is that he distributes to his outside backs and makes the people around him look good. Yes. Is, is are, that, are you saying you is, chuck, that, is that right? You chuck some, you chuck things out there and make Jim and I look good. Mm. He's improved his game massively. I think he knew that he needed to be more of an attacking threat. But I also thought I thought first half he was poor. Look, if you if you want to be really really honest about the whole situation, that's probably the worst I've seen Farrell play over three games ever. Until he drops his uh, bollocks on the line and, and slots that goal. And do you know, what? but hang on, but 
you saw flashes of brilliance. Yeah. You know, where he's come on and it was it, who was it against the first game where he comes on and, and sets up the try by, you know, the taking, taking the ball with the, uh, the, the first bearers. Yeah, the, the plumber, 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 the builder. The bin man. <laughs> um, and, but it's kicking. If he wasn't there, you know, granted Elliot Daly kicked a monster from <laughs> oh, beyond that. What halfway. a kick that was. Yeah. But, if you're an old lady fan, you're just going, what? It's not fear. But I just think that his his character and his leadership have kept them to get the draw. Like, But if you're looking solely on performance in terms of tackles, you know, breaking the game line, stuff that he, he has started really well to bring into his game, especially last season, he wasn't at his best. But if he wasn't there, I think they would have lost the yeah, series. I completely agree. And and I th- I think it's a fair result for the series because there's so many other factors that you take into account. Like when you have the All Blacks come over here in a, in a end of year tour series, they're always absolutely knackered. It's hard. You guys, the Northern Hemisphere have been playing since what 2014 solidly without a break, all the way up to the series. It's it's ridiculous how tired those guys are. And to go to New Zealand, which is what we hear, is one of the hardest places to tour. Hell of a result. Hell of a result. And um and and just looking um at what they've done for the Lions moving forward, like historic and, and an amazing achievement. And and if a drawn series, if it means nothing else, it's it's provided mutual respect between the Northern Hemisphere and and the Southern Hemisphere. I completely agree. And the only thing the only not sour taste in the mouth, but the only thing that watching the game on Saturday left everyone a little bit deflated was the fact that there wasn't an overall result. So you get you get to that third test, and I think you talk about the future of Lions tours, and they're an integral part of world rugby. You know, it's such a such a spectacle. Whether it's you know whether you're a player, a fan, someone that stays at home and watches it, it's a tradition that needs needs to carry on. But they just need to find a way of integrating it into the modern day professional game because you can't the whole thing about a ten game tour. You know, player burnout and all that stuff. Like you said, you're going off the back of two or three years of non-stop rugby. You need to look after the players to get the best content on the field. But having said that, there should be something in the future tours. And it won't happen next time because we'll smash South Africa. But you get to that third test, and if it is a draw, you need to go to extra time or something. You need a result. Yeah, yeah. Just just going back to the the makeup of, you know, the people have been talking about global seasons and what have you. But do you not think that that's part of the story of the Lions? They're brought together at the end of the season mm. off the back of a long season. You know, they don't they don't really know each other as well as they would do as if they played week in, week out. That whole story, and you watched how the Lions grew game on game. Yeah. Like we just spoke, that they, yeah. they nearly lost the first game. I think, do you know what the catalyst was? Us gracing the field. In the I think part. the pod getting in New Zealand. And that, that's, that kind of... Just uplifted. It just galvanised the fans. You could there see you they were going wild <laughs> when we were there. And speaking of the fans, let's go to the uh, Lions questions from our listeners. We've got serious Chris, who's joining us for the final show of the season. Thanks, welcome, Andy. Welcome on board. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, loads uh, of... an Aussie, an Aussie, Aussie, Aussie yeah. rugby's going well at the moment. He's, he's at oh, least a not... seven or eight out yeah, of ten. What a good looking mess. bloke. Yeah, it's a mess. What do you give him a seven? Have you got a missus? I do. Of course he does. No, no, no. Oh, Look how beautiful he is. This is how Jim's yeah, looking mate, at me. No, no, not that. Being that good yeah. looking, you don't announce that on the pod, mate. That's <laughs> <laughs> your error. All right, let's talk about the Lions. So, question from Michael Harrison. Um, who was your player of the series? Um, well, I think back-wise, it's, it's, it's been well documented that Jonathan Davis has been given the, the accolade of player of the tour. Um, I think Jim will have some idea on forwards, but 
I, I generally believe, and we, I still go back to, we were in that coffee shop in Auckland when Johnny Sexton walks in with Connor Murray, a couple of the other boys there, and we stood there and I went out. I was like, Johnny, mate, Johnny, Johnny, can I have your autograph? Not Johnny Wilkinson, Johnny Sexton. Um, and I stood there and I said to him, I said, look, have you even trained together with Farrell and at 12 and you at 10? Uh, sorry, yeah, Farrell at 12 and him at 10. And he said no. And then two weeks later, or a week later, they're playing the test match together. And that made a big difference. But I think from a back's perspective, Farrell was massively important in terms of running a game. Wet weather rugby, there's no one better, in my opinion, in the world as a 10 or a 12 at just controlling that game. So Farrell was pretty important, although I agree with Jim, it wasn't he wasn't at his best in terms of his overall game. But for me, Jonathan Davis, both in attack and defence from the back's point of view, was, along with Elliot, Elliot Daly, I think one of the best players on tour. It's hard to single anyone out. Like, I agree with the Jonathan Davis. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, some forwards, there's a few. I thought Marutoji has now taken that step. Ready to take over from you at Saracens. He's he's just he's prime now. Mm. After you, the last you, season, you've taught him everything. I've taught him everything he knows, and look what he's gone and done. Take him off the reins and let him let him go, Jim. So there's one aspect of his game that's going to make him the best player in the world, which is me and Goody have had many conversations and slight arguments about. It's his ball carrying. Yeah. We saw it a little bit at the weekend, the power that he's got. But I think what he brings in terms of energy, and a lot of people get pissed off with it. You know, a lot of people are like, wow, what's he doing? I love it. Mm. You know, he's not an arrogant bloke. I know him. He's not an arrogant bloke. He's just passionate about what he's doing. And I think that the whole thing surrounding, you know, him as a bloke, him as a player, the fact that he's 21. 21? 21 years old. He's that powerful. Um, and people are talking about being the first black captain for England. And I know that saying that isn't, doesn't matter the colour of your skin, but from a lad from Nigeria and who's very passionate about his roots, it's just an unbelievable story mm. going forward. And I think that when we were in New Zealand, we saw it wasn't just the Lions fans that were singing his name. You know, the whole... New Zealand press, the the crowd, they loved him. Mm. Twenty one years old, mm. twenty one years old. I'm, tra I'm trashing buses. <laughs> you know, I'm in toilets with the boys, like mopping boys. Got look at the difference. Us. But I've got a couple of uh, other special mentions. I thought Carl Sinclair was fantastic. Yeah. I think that he's grown massively, not in height, in stature. Scrummaging though, not not the best. Well, I don't know. I thought the, the ref, um, uh, the scrums was awful. Anyway, the, way they, the way they reffed it. The one that he got right in front of the sticks was right. Yeah. Okay. Sean O'Brien, brilliant. How good. Warburton as well made a yeah. big difference. Everyone slags Warburton off about because he doesn't do, doesn't make breaks, doesn't carry necessarily that well. But from players that have played with guys like him, and I'm sure everyone that's played with, I've never played with him, but watching him and having played the game and to, an, to a fan that listens and watches, perhaps doesn't get the same appreciation of someone like that unless you've played with people like that, they just make stuff happen and they, they glue everything together. It's very much like, and it sounds boring going back to 2003, but the whole 2003, the back row, Delalio, Neil back, and Richard Hill. No one talks about Richard Hill, but the way he played made Delalio the player that he was. Did all the dog work for him. And, and Warburton, you know, he's a phenomenal character in terms of how he plays and he just doesn't get enough credit. Similar arms as well to me. Mate, the size of his arms, oh my days. Tell the veins out. Tell the pipes that. So Jonathan Davis in the backs and... I'm going to go Marrow. 21 years old to come in and be unbeaten in the test team. Not bad. Is he any downside? Hung like a squirrel. 
I don't believe that. Mate, I'm <laughs> telling you. Maro, if you're listening, send us a picture. Make sure it's not true. <laughs> um, all right, a lead on from that. Um, does Gatlin deserve credit, no. given Davy Davis and Warburton have... They, no one expected the Welsh guys to stand out the way they did. Gatlin does can he do deserve, one. No. no. Why not? Gatlin what? He can do one, mate. <laughs> he can do one. Why? I just... <coughs> again, and I'm passionate about this, and I might be shooting myself in the foot. I just, I'm really, I'm disappointed by them call-ups. Really, I'm not saying that I should have went. Let, let's forget about the call-ups. Okay, we, we've recognised that that's a blowout from him. But the results on the field, does he deserve any credit for those? Oh, definitely. Mate, he does. He does. He does. Look, there's, there's no doubting that he's a good coach, he's a smart coach. Imagine the pressure that he's got. Going to New Zealand, the place where he was born, the place where he played rugby, all his family, all his friends are... The, all the the stuff around the media, that's going to be tough mm. for any man. Well, he's come out and said he hated parts of the tour, didn't he? Mm. He said that he, he really didn't like some of the tour, which is obviously down to the New Zealand press. And, you know, third test, end result, walks into the press conference with a clown's nose just to give a bit back to the Kiwi press. I thought that was good. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what, it'd be a great book. Yeah, it? He, just, yeah. just his whole mindset going into that because... That would have been tough. You'd, uh, you, and this is the thing, the way with social media and the way ev- everything's scrutinised right now. Nick Wood's texting me. He's changed your mind about, obviously, so he's <laughs> mentioned something about retirement. Um, you know, you talk about all the things that he's been involved in and ultimately you judge him on the test series. And that's what he said. You know, the way social media is impressed and everything like that, they'll pick holes in absolutely anything. You know, a team wins and they'll still still find things to pick out and that's that's fine that's the press that's the way it is because everyone's got an opinion and you know you need opinion to make conversation to to create content and all that stuff and you know I actually think he had he did do things wrong on the tour but ultimately you've got to judge him on the test series and as i said people talk about a draw is like kissing your sister and i hate that saying because there's no upside to kissing your sister it's just wrong even if she's fat even if she's fit, mate, it's just, it's just wrong, mate. What, like you a, don't... 8 or 9 out of 10, is it? <laughs> just wrong. Mate, it'd be different if she was an 8 or 9 out of 10 yeah, or she was 40 nine. stone. Well, I've got a brother, so... What's your brother out of 10? Well, if I'm a 4, he's a 2. He, he's a 5. He's a 2, He's mate. a 5. Um, but, you know, I, I generally think you look back on it in three, four, five months' time, and that's a bigger achievement than beating the Aussies. Four years ago. Oh, definitely. All right. So Andy Good's a fan of Warren Ball. Have we got one last question uh, from the from the listeners. Like, Serious I remember, Chris, I remember you we... piped up saying you need to score thirty points to beat the All Blacks. I never said that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You, you said, did. You said you <laughs> next to your cat food bowl. You're talking about. <laughs> no, you don't, I was, Shag. I was on five sleeping tablets. <laughs> Serious Chris. One last question from the listeners. Uh, okay, uh, one from Cam Venture. The best and worst thing about being a tourist in NZ. <clears throat> Jet lag. Didn't say a good-looking girl out there at all. I knew he wanted to say. It. <laughs> oh, you've got I to knew say he it. wanted to say. It. I felt bad. Only for ten dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're you right. Went, we went there on a Friday or Saturday night, and this one they'll come out. You ask anyone. Um, there was a lot of weird blokes, and we're only going on Andy Rose weird mates. Yeah, dude, you come outside, dude, for a drink, dude. No, no, dude. No, no, dude. <laughs> it wasn't just a I'm drink. Absolutely. <laughs> we got something else, man. <laughs> 
You've got some. Oh, weird, dude. You've got some weird fucking mates, haven't you? Mate, my friends are fine. They're fine. Like they're good guys. You know, was, I, I yeah, think they might be go, good guys. All dressed up like tramps and Ben, Ben, like Ben Bagman. The problem is after that first test that you guys were stuck inside sulking, wouldn't come out and have a beer. You were, Maybe we're working, crying, crying down the phone to your loved ones, skyping. We we're working. Sad, and then you're off to bed by nine a.m. nine p.m. Nine a.m. exactly nine, nine, nine a.m. Such a lads, lads, big ones. Let's uh, look at uh, your plans for the summer. I mean, it's the end of the show. You guys are probably goodies going off to hit the gym and, and, no. and eat some salads and uh, try and get into shape and rip up. Jim, you you don't need to. No, I'm actually doing a bit of training. I'll tell you why, and this isn't a plug for the Matt Hampson Foundation, but I suppose it is. I'm doing a cycle for them in September. Are you really? Toulouse to Marseille. Are you? Well, it's somewhere in France. It might be, Par- it might be Paris to Marseille. Toulouse to Marseille is a long way. I know. That's that is a said. long way. Paris, mate. 90k a day. How many so, days? Four days. Tell How the, far is that? <laughs> hey, tell the undercarriage that. Yeah, exactly. So tell I'm, I'm not, sitting on a bike. Tell you're not sucking your horse. Yeah, so Paddy so I'm doing that bit of train, going on holiday with the family, going to Italy for a week. Um, Lake Garda, tell the mosquitoes that and the heat. Um, I'll take that. Where else? That's it. Chilled. Enjoying retirement. There we go. Goody, what are you doing? Oh, mate, I'll be just working hard, you know. Money corp. Dubs, you'll be off to Dubai. No, mate, Dubai's too hot now. Uh, we'll, we'll get, we're probably going to head. We always go to Portugal every summer. Big fan of Portugal, um, and then Greece. We'll do. Hopefully, get a week in Portugal and a week in Greece. No doubt. Belly out everywhere. Coronas. Yeah. Food. I'll tell you what I do like in Greece. I do like a, a salad. I do like a good salad. All oh, right. I'm going Old to Greece Greek salad. Well, Where are you going? I'm going Santorini's to... my place. I love Santorini. I'm not going to Santorini, but I'd like to. I'm going to do a. You're uh... going Rhodes, about. No, nah, mate, eat at Mykonos. No, Santorini is in Mykonos where the rich people go. No, no. I'm doing a mid-sailors tour. I'm doing a f- Myk- five days, uh, seven days on a yacht. Mykonos is where the friends of Dorothy go. Seven days on a yacht? Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, it'll be good. Seven yeah. days on a yacht? Yeah, it'll be well, awesome. island hopping? Yeah, island hopping. Oh, nice. It'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. Private I'd, boat? Yeah, private. Just so we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll chat it out. There's nine of us. Oh, no. You're going to be drinking? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, turn into that cereal weirdo oh, again. Yeah, all kiwis. All kiwis, all kiwis, Bloody weird noses. as fuck. Noses, noses. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, so then we'll we'll reconvene when preseason really kicks in. Mm. Look, I want you in good shape for next season. Oh, I promise you, I won't be. We've got an idea for next season, actually. Uh, Fred's floated it by us. I don't know if this means that I'm I'm getting booted out or not, but I've, he's just emailed it through. We're going to run some rugby pod X Factor style comp to find a new member of the of the podcast. Uh, and and if you want to get involved. If you're listening to this now and you want to be on the podcast, just record a short audio edition, and it's just a video just telling us what you would do um, and what would be a good audition if we got you on the show, and we'll run live auditions with the lads uh, once we're back in the studio in August and um, look at looking good from our preseason training camp. So we're going to get a real weirdo, a real weirdo fan on, or yeah. just a fan. There might be a legend. It could be a legend. It could be someone that just chops pints for fun quicker than Jim Hamilton. And if they do... Then they can take my seat, but they won't. But I think it's actually quite a good idea. So I don't think Andy Rowe explained it that well. So effectively, we're going out into the public domain, and we're trying to find one of our hundred fifty thousand listeners. Just to one. Join the, to just one of them. Just one. So the application process is going to be huge. Male or female doesn't matter. Male or female or transgender does not matter. <laughs> Titty Von Tramp, put your name. Titty's in Titty's coming. Titty's coming home. She is coming. Put your hat home. in the ring, and I think we're going to do something cool. Get your audio in, and we'll decide. And I'm, we're going to have a panel. 
We might even bring it to the live show. Or, or we more, can make it like there. the rugby pod weirdo. No, because, well, maybe. We might get a really obscure character. You know who's going to be there. Superfan's going to rock up for the It could interview. be him. It could be him. It could be Superfan. But I think we are. I think we're going to the public domain. We're going to bring someone in. We've got to freshen it up a bit. To keep them apart. We've got a spare seat. If you have a look there, there's a spare seat. I'll right tell you there. what, flanks and sh- Flats and Shanks wouldn't be doing this. Just getting a random in. Yeah, or Flint off and Savage. They're good, though. They think they're finishing, aren't they? The pressure's too hot, mate. <laughs> the pressure's too hot. We're, we're going to go back to um, some questions from the fans shortly, but before we do, um, one final uh, good and bad and ugly for the season. Well, yeah, there's, there wasn't that much rugby on this weekend, bar the Lions and a couple of other games. We'll start Fiji qualifying the, the good. Fiji qualifying for the World Cup. We beat Tonga. I think it was 14-10. Uh, to make the World Cup in Japan 2019, they were pretty good. The Kings, now I like this, people that don't follow too much rugby. The Kings have been booted out of Super Rugby for next year. Um, they went to Loftus Versfeld, the home of the Bulls, and beat them 31-30. Bulls have been terrible this year. They have, but the Kings got booted out. So the Bulls haven't been great, but going to Loftus, Loftus is a tough place to go. Mm. Lionel Cronier kicking a last gasp penalty. Um and then there's just two things. I'm going to go two things. I, I talked about Jonathan Davis earlier, named as Lions player of the series. That was pretty good, his performance. Overall, rugby was the winner, that Lions test. It's a horrible saying, but Terrible. how good was the feeling after the tour saying rugby's alive, you know, seeing those all those guys celebrating together. Shout out to Mako Vinopola doing the Jim Hamilton. Did you see that? No. So what is the Jim Hamilton when a trophy gets handed out? Basically, be humble and act as if you didn't make a big difference in the game. <laughs> Actually, on that, there's a there's an ad out at the moment. Is it BT Sport? Mate, why are you telling me? I know. I just wanted you to tell the well, listeners. I'm the, fa- I'm, I'm the face of it. We've got, what's the... Doing what? Lifting the trophy? Well, Champions Cup? Of course I am. After two minutes. Mate, I'm a... I just want you to explain to the listener that's tuned into the podcast that hasn't seen the picture. All right. Well, basically, I played in every single game. Near enough for Saracens last year, apart from the final. Did that? Did you create in all those games? Did you manage to accumulate eighty minutes? Yeah, I don't think so. You got stats, have you? Wait, two minutes in the final. Well, this is what I'm getting too goody. Okay, Karen. So because I played in all the games and right. made such a contribution in the final, it was too tight. I didn't get on until five minutes, fifteen minutes towards the end. Five. <laughs> and I knew it was my last season. I Nine thought, right, I thought there's a way here in which I can stay in the public domain for an extra year. And I literally took centre stage. I'm normally at the back. That's what I do. I just take a back seat. Not this time. I am at the front with the biggest smile you've ever seen. And on all the VTs, leading up to the European Cup this year, and going Every, into the season, everywhere, I'm everywhere. Everywhere. Brand Hamilton. He's everywhere. I think you deserved it. He's everywhere. Thanks very much, mate. So, and that's what Mako did. You, obviously, Kieran Reid and Sam Warburton lifted the trophy. When all the both teams are... There together, all sat mingling in together. Mako's in between the two captains behind them, giving it away, doing the Jim Hamilton. So we've got centre stage there. Mako, that's pretty good. But I'm going to give it the goo this week. It's got to go to the Lions fans. You see some of those clips. And there were thousands of them in Auckland painting the town red. You go to that little section where, not a little section, that indoor place where we went, the cloud, they call it, don't they? Yeah, the cloud, yeah. And they were singing songs before. We completely drowned out any noise from the Kiwi fans. So, this week, the good goes to all those travelling Lions fans. Long live the Lions tours, the Lions fans, 
People love it. Yeah, Everyone loves it. They do. The bad, the Waratahs, the tenth loss, the tenth loss of the Super Rugby campaign. They've been dismal all year. Some Wolves got spanked again. The Super Rugby thing is an absolute joke. Fifty-two fifteen at the Stormers. They've, some Wolves have averaged conceding forty-six points a game. They need to get Ghetto in. Super then touch. They'll start winning. Oh, super touch. But the bad this this week has to go to all fans in the Southern Hemisphere. What? Supporting Super Rugby teams. Empty stadiums everywhere. Have a look at some of the games, mm-hmm. mate. Big stadiums, no one's watching. It's just bad for the game. You look at the Premiership, we're growing. Your game is subsiding, mate. Which it's is a shame. It is a shame. It is a shame, but it's it's due to diluting the competition. I, I completely agree. Which, Which is, is changing, but that's too boring. Too yeah. And the ugly, I was really disappointed, actually. John Spencer, the Lions manager, night before the first test, went out and really attacked the Premiership clubs about player release for four years' time and talking about there's a chance that if the Premiership clubs don't release their players early to suit the Lions tour, then none of the players that play in the Premiership will go on the Lions tour. That's not what the Lions tour is about. What we've got to do is integrate top-level professional rugby and player welfare now at a traditional Lions tour, meet somewhere in the middle. They're talking about it's a 10-game tour. You cut it by two games. You forget the game against the Barbarians and another game, I don't know, the Chiefs or whatever, we we spank them in. Make it an eight-game tour, make it shorter, take a smaller squad. You don't need to take 41 players. Take a smaller squad, keep the lines alive by not flogging the players to death and, uh, and uh, you know, causing player welfare issues. So the bad this week goes to, sorry, the ugly this week goes to John Spencer, the Lions team manager, who speaks like this. Oh. The Lions. Stop it! Stop it! Starting it's got like fifteen. <laughs> That's number fifteen. Liam Williams. Have you not seen? Have you seen any of the, uh, the announcements? I was so yeah, motivated it's by it. It's bad. So there it's we bad. go. Um, before we get to serious, Chris, let's just um, quickly wrap up tweet roulette. Oh no doubt. Well, my phone's been flashing like mad. What's, what, Read what, it out. What was it? What, Read it what out. Goody, Goody won tweet roulette today. Well, Nick, uh, Nick Wood texts me. Haha, <laughs> you've changed your mind more often than the wind changes direction. Glad to hear the legend is better, though. He said, well, glad to hear you're better, but I just added the legend. <laughs> what, a, what a goody tweet. Right. Off your phone. Seven. For guessing Steve Hansen correctly. And tweet really. Well done, Steve. Well done. Thank you. Thank you oh, so I'm delighted to announce my illness has cleared up and I did my first day of pre-season today at my new club. The enforcer is back in town at Premier at Rugby. Oh, so you're back, Jim. Who are you signing for? Who are you signing for, mate? It's going to cause some headaches, isn't mate. it? Coventry have asked me to play. Have they? Are you going to play? I said at Christmas, I'll think about it. Are you going back to Actually, Gloucester? I said I'll think about it, yeah. Well, that is a very good tease to, to wrap up the rugby pot on for uh, when we come back. We'll find out whether you've actually signed with them. Let's just do one more question. Guess, oh. who, guess who's at Coventry? Who's at Coventry? The, the recycler. The recycler's there <laughs> as captain and coach. What a hero. Imagine getting coached by Naz. Mate, it'd be good. Well, it wouldn't, like the forefoot would be, you'd have to chop your own pesh, but... Yeah, imagine when he sends the water boys out. You just wouldn't know what you're drinking. No, exactly. It's a bit warm. It's a bit warm. It's a bit warm. It's fine. Have it's you just warm. deleted that straight away? Yeah. One more question from Serious Chris. It's finished. This is a fan show. It's the fan show. What's the fans got to say, Serious Chris? So Ben Cooper's asked us just to dip back into our main, our best segment, um, the Filthy 15. And he wants to know who would be the water boy. So this is a non-drinker, but still a nuisance. 
Might be hard for you guys to find a non-drinker. A non-drinker? Could be you, Jim. You kept away from that. Non-drinker. Easy. Easy for me. What? I do drink. I just don't drink 20 pints of Coke. No, no, no. Matt Everard. Do you remember Matt Everard? Yeah. He's at Nottingham now. Huh? He's at Nottingham now. Yeah. The only rugby player I've ever played with who doesn't drink yet still is a decent bloke and who gets up. It's one of those blokes. You know guys that don't drink? I don't trust them. You know, no, you don't. You never trust someone that doesn't drink. But Evs, Matty Everard, is one of the filthiest blokes ever. And you go for a night out, and everyone's steaming. You can always tell the guy that doesn't drink because he's so serious, and you're like, "Oh, the nausea's out." But with Matt Everard, he actually, you think he's absolutely steaming, but he doesn't drink at all, and he's doing the same things that Jim used to get up to with the ironing lady. Um, go on. Who's the ironing lady? <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust people who don't drink. Simple as, I sound like a right lad, don't I? Back in the day I didn't, now I couldn't care. But they beer, wouldn't be in the filthy fifty. You had a beer tonight or not? I haven't had a beer, no. Matt Everard, 100% has got a load of stories. Do I think of one now? Great or, one. Or who wouldn't make a good water boy apart from... Who wouldn't make a good mm. water boy? Mm. In the filthy fifteen, who would be the most terrible water boy that you could think of, Jim? I was in the worst bloke that you could ever have on a trip. And that's a good bloke. Yeah, my mate Luke Abraham... Have I mentioned him or not? Yeah, Abo's been on the. Yeah, he's. We used to call him the AK forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> he did a lot of damage, didn't he? But that isn't why I w- wouldn't have him in. He was just one. Of the, so he was. I'm gonna put. He's like a Greek god, ripped to smithereens. Like lot, serious, Chris. No, mate. I'm talking like as in bodybuilder style. Long hair, good-looking bloke. It was very selfish. Me and him used to clash. So if you went for an all-you-can-eat Chinese, he'd be up there filling his plate with the most, like, he'd be overeating. Who even does an all-you-can-eat Chinese? We used to in Leicester. We can go, we, we were Where was it? Terracotta. Terrawatt. Oh, ter- yeah. Ter- <laughs> Hang on, good. He's writing that down. Write that down. But we'd go out and it'd be like, you know, so, say you go for a curry or whatever and everything's in the middle. It's by the, not far from the casino, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And he'd be there scooping all, like, he'd be eating every... I'd be scooping really his hands? Up. With his hat, if he, yeah, if, <laughs> stop it, mate. And I was just, you know, and he those just hands seen some horrible yeah. undercarriages yeah. in their time. Basically, Clacker. he was impartial to a man or a woman as well. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I wouldn't want, I would not want him bringing on the bottles of water just because of his. Well, dirty I don't, he, hands. he wouldn't, no, he wouldn't do it. He'd be like, oh, no, you ain't having any because can't be asked to move. He'd be like that. He was a good bloke, he was a good bloke. He did a lot of damage this time, didn't he? Yeah, did a lot of damage. Yeah. Him, him and um, up at sale. Him and Lukey McAllister. Jeez, they've got some stories, those boys. The AK-47. Yeah. Up in Manchester. Or would Luke McAllister get up to? Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to be back again next season. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share it on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or whatever you've got. We, I don't even know if we're on Instagram. Um, and uh, when we come back, I promise you, we will tell you exactly where Jim signed for and who's he, who he's going to play for next season. Pray for Goody. Pod, pod, pod. Pod.